What's happening, world? I'm your host, the Wizard of Oz, Benji Wozniak, and me and Kara are back. And this week, we're going to do Lost City. We were actually um, on Daniel Radcliffe's private plane for the past month trying to find the uh, crown of fire so that's why we weren't here no i'm just kidding <laughs> but yes uh we are gonna talk about the lost city today um it is a action comedy starring sandra bullock and shannon tatum um now ben when tell me tell me about your history with this movie i know it's a newer movie so it can't be as rich as our past ones okay so numerous times i passed this movie on paramount plus i was like i'm not watching this it's probably gonna be stupid as hell and then Finally, one day I caved and I was like, all right, let's watch this. And I thought it was hysterical. I really liked it. It reminded me of um, Romancing the Stone from the 80s. And it was really well done. Okay, so I am in the opposite camp of you. I saw this trailer and I saw it opening weekend in the theater. I am, I, but I agree. I definitely got a lot of um, Romancing the Stone vibes. And I thought it was a great action comedy on par with Tropic Thunder, which to me is one of the best action comedies because you have these really intense, fun sequences that are well choreographed, but then it is every line is so funny. I mean, Shannon Tatum had me rolling. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite parts is the motorcycles. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, we didn't kill him, right? No, they definitely would have dead on their own. Okay. So we'll do a quick overview of the movie for those who haven't seen it. So it is about Sandra Bullock, who is a romance writer, and she writes these Dash and Love More adventures. And um, she's gone through a personal tragedy, so she's coming out of retirement to what she claims is her last book. Yeah. And while she's on promote, while she's promoting this book with her male cover model, Shannon Tatum, who she does not like, she thinks he's dumb. Um, she gets kidnapped by Daniel Radcliffe because he's actually because in her book, they actually she actually uncovered this real treasure that everyone thought was lost. And then, of course, chaos ensues. Yeah, the crown of fire. Yes. Yes. Uh, and it's supposed to be like jewels. So Daniel Radcliffe believes that it's a crown of jewels. And uh, he spends tons of money to find this uh, lost city of D. And um, in this adventure, he finds out that, you know, it's real. And like he, he, he goes after Sandra Bullock because she has the key. Her late husband was an archaeologist and she was very smart and know, knows how to decode hieroglyphics or they're the language of this city so i thought it was really interesting first of all to see daniel radcliffe in this movie because i love him taking on these really kind of unhinged roles so different from harry potter yeah i, I don't know the name of the movie but there's a name of the uh there's a movie on netflix where he's a corpse Did you oh my that? god swiss army man yeah <laughs> okay so swiss army man is actually a great movie we could cover that. For those who haven't seen it or all those A24 heads out there, you are aware of Swiss Army Man. It is uh, Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano. A great film. Two great guys. Very weird. Very, uh, but stylistic and fun. But I, I think it complements Daniel Radcliffe's acting ability that he can do these things. You know, because a lot of people they get stereotyped in certain roles and then they can't get out of it. Absolutely, and I feel like Channing Tatum has kind of been stereotyped into these like hot man, like himbo roles. But in this one, I think he really excels in it. I think he's hysterical. Oh, he, he makes the movie so funny. <laughs> Some of the stuff he says is just great, especially like again, you got to see the part with the uh, the, the motorcycles because <laughs> that was just great. 
Oh my god, I love to right right after right before the motorcycle scene, him and Sandra Bullock are talking, and he's like, "Don't mansplain feminism to me." <laughs> to me, that's like one of the funniest lines. Or when he's trying to shove her into the car, and he's like, "Kegel it, kegel it." And she's like, "I don't think you know what that means." Or the or the leeches. Oh my god. Like, when he's like, "It's sucking the soul from me." <laughs> it's sucking my soul. So Channing Tatum really has improved on his comedy. I would say if you thought he was funny in 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street, you would think he's funny in this because it is funny. Uh, I love Sandra Bullock, though. I think she is the star and shines so well in this movie. She is funny. She is heartwarming. And I mean, I loved her character. I love. What did you think? I thought it was great. Uh, she played it really well. I love the part with the jumpsuit. She's like, what is this? What? <laughs> and I thought and I thought that was so and I thought it was so timely too. how we see authors who want to stay true to themselves or artists who want to stay true to themselves. And they have these teams behind them that push them into things that will make them more popular, bring in more money. She's like, no, you got to wear the sequins. It's going to bring in this younger crowd. We have this girl tweeting out insane things that Sandra Bullock would never say. And it's like hashtag Shawn Mendes. I'm swear to God, Sandra Bullock's character in this movie doesn't even know who Shawn Mendes is. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> but like, I think that's so funny. And I think it's so true of like the time that we're in now where we have to be so invested in social media to do well as a celebrity i mean it's i mean it's part of like this whole idea that as we're going now to be part of to be a successful celebrity now you have to be relatable in some way people have to feel like they have access to your life we see this through tiktok instagram twitter and i don't know i think it's really interesting to have that kind of idea in this movie even though it was very brief through a jumpsuit yeah. and then we see her going back to her true roots and i loved the message of not shutting yourself out to life. Yeah, and you know, that happens a lot. When people deal with personal tragedies, they kind of close themselves in because they don't want to be hurt. Oh, absolutely. You know, so they shut themselves in. That's what Sandra Bullock did. Like when her producer is talking to her on the phone and she's like, and don't lay in, in a tub drinking Chardonnay with ice and she spits the ice out. And yeah. Like, you know, she feels self-conscious. It was pretty funny. I, I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot and it was funny, but I love, I love that message and I think it's such a good message to have because I think when we deal with heartbreak or we deal with something that's we don't want to deal with we tend to shut the world out and the overall message of this movie really reminded me of one of um, my favorite quote from a movie a problematic movie and call me by your name if you've seen it you know but when elio's dad is talking to him and he's like this pain that you're feeling you're feeling this but to shut yourself out to feel nothing instead of feeling everything that's not what life's about. And I think about that quote often. And when I was watching this movie, I was thinking about that because she did shut herself out to feel nothing. She shut herself out from her manager who traveled through craziness on a jet plane to get with a goat to save her. And then like from Dash and like she shut him out because she was like, oh, you're dumb. Like you don't understand. But he really wanted to understand and he wanted to learn. Like some people just I, I thought it was a great message because it shows that no matter how smart we think you we are we can still learn well i thought it was good too because like she figured that he was just nothing but a male cover model right. and that he would not know things and that he and like she actually tries to break him down and like she's like i know all about you and she says all this stuff and, and then she finds like she's dead ass wrong and he's really actually kind of smart yeah he's smart he's kind he's he helps his family he's self-conscious even though he's a model like and i think it was really like i love that I love that scene where they do find this like in the when they're out by the fire and he's they're kind of having this like explosion and then she's like nice to him and shows him this kindness and then I thought it was really cool 
I don't know. I loved it. Really well done. Really good writing. Very dynamic. Yeah. And, you know, Sandra Bullock's character was actually attracted to Dash. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's Shang Tim. How could you not be? Yeah. But like this one part with the with the leeches. Oh, yeah. It was, it was like, <laughs> is, it, is it all my thing? And he turns around and she's staring at his thing. And she's like, you know, you thought you knew, but you didn't know. <laughs> Until I you see so it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so we're just saying that he's got a big dick. <laughs> she, he's like, what are you talking about? She's like, nothing, nothing. Just blow. Just like, it. it's fine. But like. <sighs> I thought I thought it was really interesting too because it their relationship is so rich and complex that it shows that like even the parts that are I mean he Dash says it he goes you're gonna be a human mummy and she's like all mummies are human yeah. but like she was basically mummifying herself into like this cocoon of sadness and I don't know I thought I thought there was a lot of fun callbacks to dialogue earlier in the film that was good now we can focus on Daniel Radcliffe and his minions because Daniel Radcliffe in this movie was un- amazing. I loved him. But when I think it's so interesting because we see him as this privileged white rich man who comes from money, who's bypassed by his younger brother, who just wants fame and money and power and all this. And we see him destroy an island to get it. And I think that is so like accurate to like that mentality of like, oh, I have money. I want this. I'm going to go get it. And like, it's like a very colonizer mindset. And I thought it was so interesting to have one of his like henchmen from the island be like, no, like, you could see the tension building between them. And I thought that was really interesting. What are what are your thoughts? So my thoughts were this. It reminded me of Africa and the plunder of African uh, resources like diamonds and things like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it reminded me of like how they don't care about Africa. They don't care nothing about the people. All they care about is getting the diamonds and getting the gold and getting anything they can get from Africa and not even reward the African people for what they've yet. I mean, they just take it and then they use the Africans as basically like slave labor. Absolutely. And I think Daniel Radcliffe really embodied that in this film. And I thought it was so interesting because you see his henchmen from the island. And while they're talking, he's like, you know, you take from the island, the island's going to take from you. And at the end, we see that, that Daniel Radcliffe has lost everything. So I thought that was kind of like a small victory, but it doesn't stop the fact that this happens all the time. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think one of the main points of this movie was you know what you seek might not be what you find exactly i mean like in life you might like everybody wants to seek fame and fortune and everything but you know in the end you really didn't achieve anything look at how many like movie stars and actors and done you know they've achieved everything they wanted and then they find out like it was nothing that they really truly wanted and they their lives are meant nothing exactly i mean and i think and i think it's kind of this like consumer like capitalist like mentality that really came about in America that we have to just it's like we can never just be satisfied with what we have we're always on to the next thing it's like okay so what's next for you what's the next level how can you go far it's like this drive and this push to keep pushing where you can't be satisfied because there's always something more and it's like well sometimes there isn't more sometimes this is this is it sometimes you just want to be happy you know and I think Dash sort of followed that mentality whereas uh, Sandra Bullock's uh, Love More character really didn't. She was she was like, I'm searching for something within my. I think she was searching for something within herself to make a to make her feel okay about not leaving. And instead, she found the opposite. Yeah, there's one part where they're talking on stage, and she says, you know, she's attracted to intellectual people, and he goes, me too. And she goes, oh, really? Like, you know, yeah. She doubts that that something he really wants and that's something he really wants he's actually very attracted to her and like loves her to pieces and you know she doesn't see it because she's so narrow-minded at the time that she thinks that he's just nothing 
Exactly. And he and he constantly wants to learn from her. He's like, I want to hear what you have to say. I want to do this. How would you narrate this scene? Like, how how does your mind work? Because I want to know that. So I feel like they are the same on that level. But she shut that part of him out because he's not outwardly smart. I mean, I know some people that are crazy intelligent, but they say dumb things like, I mean, that's normal. Yeah, I do it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Talking to two of the dumbest, smartest people in the room. (laughs) Uh, There's one part like I will say this Brad Pitt's in the movie. Oh, my God. Brad Pitt is in the movie and he plays he's they hire him to go save sandra bullock and he's like this like incredible you know ex navy seal you know does like zen buddhist teachings (laughs) he'd be like who dash is in the book yes yes he is dash and the funny part is he actually does save sandra bullock dash goes with them and it's a comical like situation because like you know he's so clumsy and idiotic and every time brad pitt knocks someone out like he'd spin around and then he'd hit him and he's like you have to hit him after he's already knocked out he's like you know just following up you know he's like, he's like i'm just wondering you know like i gotta hit it and i thought that was so funny because it just shows that like shanning tatum so much in his life i mean in this movie his role dash he wanted so much to be that character he was like i am i can do this i can be like this like crazy athletic military like rescue one man rescue team and i think and i think to see the difference between them especially when shane tame's getting off the plane and you see him he's got like his rolly bag he's got his neck pillow he's got his headphones he's got like his mouth guard and then it pans to brad pitt who has nothing he has a backpack and a coconut and that's like and it's like brad pitt's what you'd expect but shannon tam's what you expect from a guy out of la who wants to be brad pitt i don't know it was so funny yeah it was it was it was pretty funny the fact that like i'm gonna spoil something here so they save him and then she's like you know oh my god how are you so handsome he's like my father was a weatherman <laughs> and it's <laughs> like that is the answer like what <laughs> And it's just so funny because you're like, what the hell is that going to do anything? But then, like, all of a sudden, a bullet hits him in the head, you know? Da- dead. Yeah. So, like, then, like, Tatum's like, oh, I got brains in my mouth. <laughs> I can taste oh, them. I can taste it. <laughs> and it's so funny. Like, I mean, it's sad that, you know, your Brad Pitt's character died, but the, the, the aftermath is just freaking hysterical. Yeah. I got I to admit, that was, like, a part I wasn't expecting. No, because it comes after the it comes after this very intense, very action-packed sequence. We get Sandra Bullock to safety. We're calming down. They're having this like very beautiful moment. And then he just shot. <laughs> Boom. Boom. <laughs> Brains everywhere. Dead. And it was, it, it was, sh- it's startling, but it's so funny because it's like, oh, this movie is going to be violent. Oh, this is actually an action comedy. This isn't the romance that we thought it would be. Like, and I thought sent after that point the movie just kicked into high gear and it was hysterical. Yeah, it's, it's, there's so much stuff in this movie. So the whole part of Brad Pitt, you have to watch the end credits. I'm not going to spoil anything. We're going to leave that part to you guys to watch the end credits because there's more to that story. There is. But so did you see some of the theories that came out about it? No. Okay. So I'll spoil it for you guys because I'm going to talk about these theories. (laughs) So Brad Pitt does arrive again at the end of the film in a post credit scene with Sharon Tatum and Sandra Bullock. So the theory is because we obviously see him die is that in the final when the volcano finally erupts and they're trying to swim out, they actually don't swim out. And they die. Oh. And then they're in heaven oh. or in an afterlife, in a passing that is not on this realm. Because the they see Brad Pitt at yeah. the end credit scene. And he's like, oh, I unlock 90% of my brain or whatever. And then we hear Sandra Bullock gets handed a drink from one of the other characters in the movie. And she goes, 
oh my goodness, how did you know? Are you an angel? And he's like, how did you know? Plays it off. But his character is almost very angel-like. He saves her manager. He gets them to safety constantly. He tackles Daniel Radcliffe at the end from getting away. So I thought it was a really interesting piece. I mean, I don't think it would work because then her manager would also have to be dead, which we know isn't true. But it's a fun theory to think about. Yeah, that would be kind of interesting. I know Sandra Bullock did say, I mean, she doesn't usually do like sequels, but she said she would be interested in doing a sequel to this. Oh, I would watch a sequel to this. Oh, yeah, me too. I just want to know where it goes. I mean, I, I love the characters. I thought all the characters were great. Even the manager, I thought she was hysterical. Oh, my God. She killed me when she was like, I want to have my shoulders and my feet rubbed at the same time. I was like, I get being tired, girl. Like, yes. She was so funny. And I thought that I loved their friendship and I love how she would do anything for her. Like, yes, they worked together, but she did genuinely care about her. I mean, she jumped on a boat, a plane. She got in the weird plane with Oscar from The Office. Yeah. And, you know, the funny thing is, like, Sandra Bullock says at one point, she goes, well, she won't care because she can just get some young writer to take my place. And But she does care. She does care. And she likes Sandra Bullock. And she, like, she does go on. She risks her own life to go and try and get Sandra Bullock. Exactly. And I think that just hammers in more of the message of the movie is that connection matters and, like, people matter. And, the pe- and if you foster these relationships with people around you, then it's going to matter it's going to be fun like and sandra's sandra bullock's character thought that her husband was the only person that cared about her and once he died that she had no one and she was alone but she wasn't she was surrounded by people dash actually says that when they're walking through the back area of the convention hall he you know he's like why are you locking yourself away you know from people that care about you and like he like kind of emphasizes that and then they have the whole part about the mummy and then i thought it was funny that you know the the guy cooking goes yeah he, she's right mummy are people mummies are human <laughs> so stupid it was so stupid but then i like at the end when at the end of that scene we get back to it and dash is talking to him and he's just like unloading on him and the guy's just like all right dude you're going through a lot but like i need to get to these tomatoes like i have a job to do yeah it was pretty good and i like the fact that you know the treasure that they were seeking they thought it was this jeweled crown that the prince gave to the princess but it wasn't it was just like he took these red seashells out of the sea every day of their relationship and weaved them into like a crown so it wasn't like a jeweled crown it was just a crown of seashells but it meant so much to the princess and like their love that i thought that was kind of cool i thought that was cool and again it hammers in the point of connection connection over money connect like friendship over capitalism like love over diamonds like she she could have had she had all these suitors and she and the only way that he could prove his love to her is by bringing her these one seashell every day to weave into this crown and that's why she fell in love with him it was that dedication it was that love it was that constant commitment which we see reverberated through every other relationship in this movie and i think it really makes the message so powerful yeah and especially when they find that the tomb and they said, well, this is kind of a weird place to, you know, be. And she's like, it's for her to weep. It's for her to mourn him. Because he died first, I guess. And, yeah. Like she would, she built that place so that she could go there and just like pine away because of her love, you know. Which is unhealthy, but that's what Sandra Bullock wanted to do in the beginning of the movie. She wanted to lock herself in her home with the memories of her husband and all his things. And she couldn't let go. And I thought that it was so great to see it again. And she could see herself in history and be like, oh, I don't want to die alone in the arms of my dead lover. Like, I am going to live life. Like, there's so more for me. Yeah, there was a there was a lot of, like, metaphors in that movie, like, for each character. Like, each character's had a pot with the other people in history you know like like it was really good it's so good and it's so like rich but it's also hysterical like it's also so funny 
that it's like I don't I, I don't know I can't say enough good things about this movie I highly recommend it is is on Paramount Plus yep everyone should watch it yes I do I listen like I said I passed it by numerous times thinking there would be something better and then finally I broke down and watched it and I'm very glad I did it was a great movie a lot of laughs a lot of fun enjoyable all the way through I don't think there was one part when I was like okay I got to go get a drink or I got to I had to sit and watch to find out what was happening oh absolutely the storytelling was precise the camera work was good acting obviously amazing it was so fun and it's just like a summer movie that you want to watch you know I feel like sometimes we get so bogged into like franchise films and like what's the next biggest thing gonna be and like I feel like now I like this movie because it feels like we're getting back into this era of film that I love the most it's like right in the early 2000s where like a lot of like mid not like mid movies were coming out but a lot of movies were coming out they had a lot of star power but they were just like average movies they were just like fun chill movies it no one was trying to like do crazy things with them and I feel like we're getting back to that which is good I mean I like the superhero genre but it's kind of getting played out the superheroes on everything now every channel has something to do with superheroes it reminds me of like the vampire days yeah exactly like superheroes are the new vampires which is fine it's gonna fade out but I love I love movies like this that just get back to like the fun and I feel like this movie is ushering in all these new fun movies to come because like you can get so caught up in like franchise films or like horror films or like just like I mean it's one of the biggest industries because there's so much that's coming out of it but I think this is refreshing I mean obviously there are some other movies that are refreshing like RRR superhero film super refreshing though it's three hours long it <laughs> just know that it is three hours long but it's great it's super fun yeah, there's like a bunch of shows too. Like I, I like The Boys. Oh, I love The Boys. The Boys is great. I like Invincible. I like The Umbrella Academy. So there are a bunch of good shows out there dealing with superheroes. And the, the new Miss Marvel is great on uh, Disney. Oh, I haven't watched that one yet. It's actually very good. Didn't think it was going to be, but it, it deals with that. Uh, she's Indian and it deals with Indian culture and it's actually really education. That's awesome. I'll have to watch that. And I think movie shows and movies like everything that you just listed are good because they're offshoots of this main like genre that is like so predominantly like and white and straight and it's like we need to add some life into it because that is not the world we live in and I am sick of it and tired of it yeah like everything's not uh do you know gumdrops and roses right now in the yeah. world so uh they're like oh superheroes yeah but I like the fact that they show that you know just because you're named a superhero doesn't make you a superhero exactly and I think tying back to the lost city this movie you aren't you're more than the cover of yeah. yourself yeah because uh Daniel Radcliffe's person seems like he wants to do the right thing but underneath he really doesn't he doesn't he doesn't he wants he just wants money and fame and he feels slighted by his younger brother it's like obviously dude you were unstable and couldn't handle it like you know it shows like with that because when when he takes Sandra Bullock you know at first he's like oh I told you guys not to make it weird you made it weird and like it seems like he's really not that bad of a person but then like the underline comes in and you're like oh yeah he's bad it's like he's bad. He like has her chained up. He's like, no, do it better. Do it this. And she's like, no, I am an author. I'm not a historian. I'm not an explorer. I can translate some of this for you. But and he's like, that's not good enough. And it's like, OK, well, you have to be you can't. Yeah, he was crazy, but he was really good. Yeah. The, the, all the characters were great. I'm glad to be back. Sorry we had this hiatus, but things happen in life. I mean, you know, so but we are back and we are on the People's Choice Awards. Oh, my God. Vote for us. That's right. We're under the People's Choice Award and we're also under film. Yes, because we love watching movies and someone nominated us. So you guys, we know that you guys like to hear us talk about movies and watch movies. So give us some votes. Maybe we can get this bigger. Grow the Waz family. We're just trying to have fun, you know? Yeah. And we are going to be growing the Waz family. 
family. Uh, me and Ben will be doing a podcast called First and Fanatic. Uh, that'll be released soon. So uh, there's good things coming. Good things coming. For those who don't care about sports, just stick on what is happening because I will never watch a sporting game and I will only watch movies. <laughs> Honesty is the best policy. Honesty is the best policy. <laughs> well, I will be watching football <laughs> and I'll be watching baseball and I'll be rooting for any Boston team out there. And I don't care who you are. I love all Boston teams. So go whoever you are. Go Boston. Go Boston. Well, actually, I heard the Red Sox were winning. Someone was talking about that. Yeah, that ship sailed in. Not no more. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> well, life happens fast. <laughs> right. right? It's like it's like the wind. It's like, you know, one minute it's, not, it's going real good and all of a sudden it's harsh and reality hits. But, uh. Uh, so anything else you'd like to add about this movie? No, I love this movie. I would highly recommend it. I think it's fun to watch on your own, with your friends, with your family. Um, It's just a really nice, lighthearted summer film. And I hope to see more from Sandra Bullock like this. I hope to see more fun movies come out like this. What about you? Yeah, I agree. And like, I like Sandra Bullock. I think she's such a great actress. I mean, all her movies are good. I mean, you know, Speed. Oh my I, God, I love Speed. Yeah, so like, I, there's nothing I can say bad about Sandra Bullock. She seems to be in the right place at the right time when it comes to movies. Absolutely. And I mean, I love her Miss Congeniality. Yep. I even like Miss Congeniality too, you know. I know it's not as good, but it's still fun. She's still awesome in it. Yeah, it was funny because I said, you know, oh, she's thinking of doing a sequel, but she doesn't do a sequel to my wife. She goes, she did Miss Congeniality too. I go, that's not the point. Didn't she do Speed 2, too? I think so. So I don't know where they could have, I don't know where they're saying she doesn't want to do sequels because both those are sequels. Well, maybe I'm that's why she doesn't want to do sequels because they were both bad sequels. Yeah, they were. Yep, they were. I, I agree well, with that. Sometimes there is sometimes there is a downfall to sequels, you know, not some things can just be a standalone. Nothing has to be followed up, you know? I agree. A lot of the movies that they've made sequels of, I'm like, why? Why did you do that? It's just why? ridiculous. I'm trying to think of one time I've liked a sequel. Empire Strikes I've never seen Star Wars. And, oh, 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 sacrilege. Oh, dying Oops. over here. There has to be another one. The Hobbit. Oh, yeah, The Hobbit. The Hobbit. What else is good sequels? Oh, yeah. Actually, okay, you're right. Not a sequel, but Return of the King is great. That's a trilogy. Yeah, that's a trilogy. I mean, but there's like, there's got to be some good sequels out there, there's right? There's got to be some good sequels. I mean, oh, Sonic 2. <laughs> that was incredible. That was Listen, an incredible movie. We're going to do, mo do a show on that one, too, because I absolutely love Sonic 2. The Sonic movies are some of my favorite favorite movies oh you know what i just thought of it paddington too that one's great too yeah i was gonna say what's that one about the teddy teddy ted but uh it actually sucked so oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not gonna go there no but <laughs> we are definitely gonna do a sonic movie we'll, maybe we'll do sonic one and two because they're both on paramount plus yep and they're both amazing okay. watch them i think that'd be fun thank you val for listening to us and again people's choice awards vote for us uh just being a little biased other people are out there that do good but we do better we do better plus we're fun we're fun so tune in next week to what's happening.